Well, thank you very much. Most of us, we've, we've never met before. So let's just look at each other for a minute, all right? Yeah. Uh, this, is, uh, this is my oldest son, John Thomas, who's with me uh, this weekend. Uh, he was with me last night here. Good. Thank you. Thank you. We got, we got some stuff on a table out there in the lobby, and uh, he's got it, uh, some of it here. There's, uh, there's some of my sermons. Uh, there's the sermon I'm preaching this morning, isn't it, out there? And uh, there's even, we found a, a, a book my wife had written. Uh, I mean, we found it in our stuff. We knew where it was. We got an audio copy of my wife's book, and we've got a little book. It's just a bunch of stuff. Uh, we hope you'll check out after church this morning, and uh, we'll give some of it away. Anybody had a birthday this week? Raise your hand if you had a birthday. John Thomas will come and give you a birthday present. Happy birthday to you, all right? Uh, as he's going around, let me tell you about the stuff on the table out there. You go out there and check it out after church, and there's also a card out there, and you'll understand this card after the sermon this morning. But you check out the stuff on the table, and uh, if, if you'd like some of it, take it. There's a box on the table. If you can put something in that box to help out, great. Uh, we take stuff like money, <laughs> gas cards, credit cards, uh, anything you want to put in there, jewelry, stocks and bonds, title deeds, it doesn't matter. Last, last month, it was funny, uh, on Sunday morning, somebody put a card in the box. It was an American Express card for a gift card for $100. And I thought, great, I'm going to take everybody out to eat this week. So we went out to eat, and after eight, I went up to the cash register, and the card had $4 on it. <laughs> but that was $4 I didn't have to pay. So I was glad for that. So... Uh, uh, we're real tickled. But what you do is you go by there. If you can put something in the box to help out, great. But listen, if you're having a hard time right now and you can't put anything in that box, don't worry about it. Just go by the table and take anything you like and accept it as a gift from us to you. Okay, so that's the way that table works. Okay, good deal. All right. Um, I want to uh, uh, try to draw a little picture in the room this morning, and it goes this way. I'm standing... Right here on this, this side of this platform. You can't see it, I don't think, but there's a little line in the carpet that goes all the way across to the other side there. Now, I would like that distance from where I'm at to over there at the other side represent something this morning, okay? Now, what I'd like for it to represent would be the, the goal of God for our lives, and how many would agree that God does have somewhere he wants us to get to? Yes? Yeah. You can talk to him. He say yes, no, or I don't know. Yes? Yeah, he does. He does. Now, you could use different terminology for that based on different places in the Bible. For example, if you went with Paul in his letter to the Philippians, you might remember over in chapter 3 or so where he says that he's forgetting those things that are behind and he's pressing forward to those things that are ahead and how he presses for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, if you were using that Philippian language, over there would be that mark, that high calling that he had heard that he's pressing for. Or you could use Paul's language, say, in Romans, where he says in 8, 28 and 29, that we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his own dear son. 
So if you use that language, you would say, well, God wants to take those people that love him, and he's determined that they're going to be conformed to the image of his son. So over there would be being conformed to the image of God's son. You see that? Okay, all right. I'm comfortable if you talk to me, all right? Now, uh, or you could use Jesus' language in the Sermon on the Mount. In the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, at the end of Matthew 5, Jesus says, Be ye therefore perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. So, uh, depending on wherever you went, I think we all would generally agree, though, that God does have a goal for our lives. Yes? Now, does anybody in the room feel like they've arrived yet? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. I suppose most people remember like me, would you not agree that wherever you see yourself as being this morning, you would acknowledge maybe there's, there's a gap between where you are and where you ultimately believe the Lord wants you to wind up. So you agree with me on that? All right. So, so the deal is we want to cross that distance, right? We want to get over there. And I say get over there the best way you can. I mean, if you can leap and get over there in, in one giant leap, well, leap on. <laughs> you remember he who could leap tall buildings in a single bound? Well, if you can leap that distance in one bound, do it. I mean, if you can sprint over there, sprint over there. If you can take giant steps. Did you ever play Mother May I when you were a kid? Uh, if, if we were playing Father May I with the Father this morning, we said, Father, may I take a giant step in that direction? I'm sure the Heavenly Father would say, yes, you may. But now suppose, just for the sake of this little illustration I'm making this morning, suppose I'm right here, and suppose the biggest step I could take was one inch. Just one inch. All right. Now, I want to try to do that, and then I want to ask you a question. All right. You see where I'm at? And over there is where I want to get. Now I'm going to try to take one inch step. Ready? Here goes. Okay, I did that. Now here's the question. Am I right now closer to where I needed to be than I was just a moment ago? Yeah. Now I'm not a lot closer, but I am closer, aren't I? Well, let me do that again and ask you the same question. Okay, I've taken another one. Am I right now closer than I was just a moment ago? Yeah, I'm not a lot closer, but I am closer, right? Now, suppose the biggest step I could ever take was one inch. But suppose I decided I was going to start taking that step and keep taking it. All right, I want to try that and then ask you a question, okay? So here goes. Did you ever see Tim Conway do that? <laughs> Remember Bill Murray and that movie, Baby Steps, Baby Steps? Now, do you observe anything happening to me? I'm moving. What else? I'm getting closer, aren't I? Now, it's not happening real fast, but I am getting closer, aren't I? And if I keep taking this step, even though it's just one inch, if I don't stop or don't, you know, turn back that way or back behind me, and don't quit, if I don't quit, the longer I live, the closer I get to where I need to get. And if I live long enough, before I die or the Lord comes to pick me up, I'm going to get closer and closer every single day I live if I keep taking that step. You see that? Come on, you see that? Yeah, all right. Now, I want you to know, friends, this morning that I consider my whole sermon to be about a one-inch step. 
What I'm going to call you to this morning is not a big, enormous thing. It's a little thing. And I believe because of that, it is in within every person in this room's reach. Everybody is going to be able to do what I'm going to ask you to do this morning. It's just a one-inch step. All right? So get ready for it. This is doable. Now, before I do that, though, I want to make a, another pause in, in the program this morning. And I'd like to ask you to do something with me. And then I'm going to ask you another question. What I want to ask you to do is I'd like for you to just be here with me just for one minute. I want to take one minute out of our program this morning and just be in this room doing nothing but just waiting for one minute. And then I'll ask you my question. All right. So the minute, I'll, I'll try to interiorly count a minute and let you know about when the minute's up. So you ready, set, starting now. Okay, that's about a minute. All right. And whoever sneezed during that time, bless you. All right. <laughs> okay, that was one minute. Now, here's my question. How many people, and you don't have to answer this one out loud, all right? You just answer this one inside, okay? How many people do you think you honestly know that you believe take at least that much time, just that much time in any given day to do nothing else but just stop the program and just be before God. How many people do you think you know who take even like 60 seconds out of any day to do nothing else? To just be there to say, you got something to say to me? Uh, help me, guide me, show me. I'm doing nothing else but just being with you. Now, I'll give you my answer to that. My answer to that is I don't think I know a whole lot of people that do that. And one of the reasons I say that is I have to look at my own life, and I have to confess to you that there have been lots of days that if I look back at today, I have gotten up and just moved through an entire day and never even stopped as much as 60 seconds to do nothing else than just be in the presence of God and just, just, be, just ask Him, what do you want? What are you saying? Here I am. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in this church uh, where we used to sing this song a lot. It was called Sweet Hour of Prayer. Anybody know Sweet Hour of Prayer? 
It's a very old one. It goes like, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care. That's the way it goes. But I got to tell you the honest truth. Even though I grew up in a church that sung that song, I don't think I ever had an hour of prayer. And what I did have certainly wasn't sweet. I mean, some of the toughest times in my childhood was going to those prayer meetings. We had a prayer meeting every week, and it was one of the toughest meetings to get through for me. I mean, it was rough. We'd have guys out in the churchyard, he'd be all animated and all excited about things, and they'd just be beaming about things and glowing about things and talking about things. And they'd go in the building, and somebody'd say, Brother and so so, would you pray? And he'd say, Yes. I had, it was hard for me to stay awake. Some of the worst hours in my childhood was trying to have this thing that we sung about that we called a sweet hour prayer. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it is possible to have an hour prayer every day. And I think it can be a sweet thing. But I think you have to learn how to do it. It's not always a natural thing. As a matter of fact, for a lot of people, I think I would be satisfied if you could just start down on the one-inch level and just start having a sweet minute of prayer just every now and then. That's why I've thought about uh, I'm going to write a new song, and I want to call it Sweet Minute of Prayer. And it kind of goes like this. Sweet minute of prayer, sweet minute of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make a few of my wants and wishes known. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul is occasionally found relief and uh, now and then escaped the tempter snare by thy return sweet minute of prayer <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got a sense it's going to be a real hit I can tell all right but you, but, but you know do you ever wonder what it would be like if you would just take a minute one minute everybody say one minute one minute, just suppose just every now and then in your day, you just take one minute just to pray. And suppose, for example, here's my dream, here's my goal. Suppose you would just take one minute five times a day, and you would stick extra into your day five minutes just to be with the Lord and nothing else. That would be five minutes a day. Would everybody say five minutes a day? Okay, would everybody say it again with great authority and conviction? Ready, go. Five minutes a day. Does anyone feel like you just spoke an unbearable burden? Oh, come on. I mean, say it again. Say five minutes a day. I right, say it with a real whiny voice, kind of like five minutes a day. Five whole minutes a day. Come on. Five big minutes a day. Does anyone feel like that's a cross that's just so big you could never bear it? No. Is this the impossible dream? Say it again. Five minutes a day. That's not impossible, is it? I mean, every one of us could do that. It's not a leap. It's a one-inch step. But suppose you would take one minute five times a day just to be before God. Now, let me tell you, there's different ways to do that. Let me give you a couple of, for example, suppose... For example, you would start when you got up in the morning. It's the first thing. Now, let me show you one way to do that. Say you're in the bed, and say you're asleep, and the alarm goes off. All right? When the alarm goes off, here's one very natural move. You just go like this. 
and bingo. You're, you're, yeah. you, you're, you're automatically in a prayer position, aren't you? Yeah. And, and, and nobody's going you know, to fuss at you for that. I mean, even if you have your husband or wife's in the bed, you know, they're not going to say, what do you do? <laughs> you, you can say, I'm praying. <laughs> yeah. Don't get worried. <laughs> and, and, and if you say that, I mean, what's your spouse going to say? Quit it. <laughs> no. No. No, you can do it that way. Or if you're by yourself, first thing, there, take one minute on your knees. Or if you're not into that, what about if you just, let, when the alarm went off, you turned it off, and you just sat down on the side of the bed. And you said, Lord, before I jump into this day and start doing all the stuff I've got to do, let me just take the first minute of this day and just be before you. You got something to say to me? Yeah. Thank you. You got, you got something for me to do? You got something you want me to think about? Here, here's kind of what I'm planning for this day. Is this okay with you? Suppose you did that. That would be starting out your day with one minute. Everybody say one minute. All right, then suppose you did your second minute, get up and go in the bathroom, you know. Do it in the bathroom. There's different ways. You, you could be in the shower and just stand in the shower for an extra minute. Just let the water run and just stand there. Or you could do it brushing your teeth. You get your teeth brushed and just stand there in front of the mirror for a minute. If somebody knocks on the door, you can say, I'll only be a minute. <laughs> and that will give you two. That would be two minutes. Everybody say, two minutes. All right, then suppose the third minute was maybe, say, right before you go to work. Say, uh, say you're getting ready to go to work, and you just go out and get in the car, and before you start the car up, just sit there for one minute. Or just wait till you get to work, and before you get out of your car and rush into the job, just stay there in the car and pray just for one minute. Or if you don't go to work at home, well, just go sit in a chair somewhere. John and Charles Wesley's mother used to take an apron and put it over her head. Sit in the kitchen. So this is true. The boys knew not to bother their mama when she had the apron over her head. It was a God thing. So you could do that. Or you could go in a closet for a minute if you're at home like, like Jesus said. Or if you say, well, I'm at home. I don't want to stay inside. Well, go out and walk. Walk around the house for one minute. Or go out in the tool shed for a minute. It's easy. Or if you're at school, just go stick your head in your locker for one minute. Just open the locker. Stand there. Nope, somebody might think you're doing drugs or something, but you you know, you're not. You're being with God. You just take that one minute. All right, that would be, that would be three, wouldn't it? So everybody say, three minutes. Three minutes. All right, then the th maybe the fourth minute would be maybe you come home from work before you get out of the car and rush into the house. You could just sit in your car again. Or you could just say, somewhere along about the, in the late afternoon, I'll just take another minute. I'll just go stand in a corner somewhere. Or I'll walk around the block. You don't have to sit still. Or I'll, or, or, or I'll go somewhere. Or not go anywhere, but just stop again. And that would be four. Everybody say, four minutes. And then suppose you took the fifth one right before you went to bed. Maybe do again. Just get on the edge of the bed, sit down there, and say, Lord, as I close out this day, before I lay down, let me just put one more minute in and just be before you, and then turn the light out. That would be five. So everybody say, five minutes. Five minutes a day. Look, you could do this, couldn't you? 
We could all do this. Every single one of us could do this. Now, you might need to remind yourself, we figured out a way. John Thomas, are you in the room? Yeah. John Thomas has an I, I never can remember if it's pot or pad. I something. And he programmed it to go off five times a day. Five times a day in our family, here's what you hear in our house. Here. Now, when that goes off in our house, somebody will yell out, prayer alarm. <laughs> and we just stop whatever we're doing for a minute. You know, it, it, and one goes off every day about lunchtime, and usually we're eating lunch, and we just stop, and we just sit there. Usually our family will list the things that we're concerned about. And we'll say, well, I'm praying about this, I'm praying about this, and we, we just try to list them before the Lord. Uh, sometimes uh, when I'm by myself, I will do that mentally, or I'll just do nothing and just stand, stand before the Lord. But it goes off. Uh, when it goes off, we try to, we're driving down the road. It, uh, I don't pull the car over or shut my eyes, but we just turn everything else off. Last night, anybody in the room at the, at the performance last night? If you were at the performance last night, our prayer alarm went off at the beginning of our performance. Now, we didn't stop then because we knew you guys wouldn't understand. But from now on, if it happens, you understand and we'll stop. But no matter what we're, is going on, we usually try to stop and uh, listen to that prayer alarm and then take a, a, a moment to pray. This is a great thing. A while back, I was at the house and my granddaughter was there. She was, uh, uh, see, she was eight years old, I think, at the time. This alarm went off in the back room and she came running, running in the living room and said, Prayer alarm, Papa. <laughs> listen, this is something you can teach your grandchildren. This is something you can teach your children. This is something everybody in your family can do. As a matter of fact, everybody in the family can get into it very easily and help remind each other. It's a great thing. Just five minutes a day. Everybody say five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. All right. Say one minute. Five times a day. That's the way you do it. Now, do the math on this. Think what starts happening. In an average week, and I, I'll give you a little time off. I'll just average it, though, and another reason is I'm not good at math. But in an average week, you will, if you do that, in an average week, you'll pray about 30 extra minutes every week. In an average month, you'll pray an average of about two extra hours every month. And in an average year, you'll pray an average of about 24 extra hours each year. Now, do you think, that if you prayed 24 more hours this year than you did last year, that there's a chance that it might move you on down the road a little ways? Do you think you might grow a little bit as a consequence of that? Do you think you might get a little closer to the Heavenly Father because of that? I believe you would. Just five minutes a day. <laughs> That's all it is. And look, if you did it, I, I, I've got this dream. Suppose you had like a thousand people praying five minutes a day extra. And, and please, don't misunderstand me. I'm going to come back to that. But let me say this right now. Maybe there are people in the room who say, I already pray every day. Well, I'm not kicking that. If you go ahead, go ahead and pray all. Say you might say, well, I already pray an hour a day. Well, no problem. Just pray an hour and five minutes. <laughs> add five minutes to whatever you're doing. Just keep, just keep adding. Just add that five minutes. But if, you did, if we had a 1,000 people praying five minutes a day, that would be 5,000 extra minutes a day of prayer going on in our world. Don't you think the world would get to be a better place? I believe it.
I believe it. Surely. And if, if we had that going on for a year, you know how much that works out in a year's time? If you had 1,000 people praying five minutes a day for a year, you know how much time that is? It works out to be three and a half years. No, no, excuse me, a year and a half. I, 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 I'm too enthusiastic there. Five th am I right on that, John Boy? Are you here? Oh, he did the math for me. But if you take one year and you had 5,000 people, 1,000 people praying five minutes a day, you get a year and a half in one year. How do you get a year and a half in a year? You get 1,000 people praying five minutes a day. This is something I'm excited about. This is something I think will do us a lot of good. I believe in this. Don't you think this will work? If God's hearing our prayers, surely this will work. And since I believe this will work, I'm very bold to ask you to commit. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm trying to get a movement started. And that's what the card is for. I would like, I would like to have people all over the country putting five extra minutes a day in. We're work, I, I'm meeting this week with a geek who's going to fix us up a website. <laughs> It's going to be the Sweet Minute of Prayer website. And people who join, we're going to stick it in your computer. So, and we want to program your computer so it'll remind you five times a day. You know, just somehow your computer will go off and say, you know, prayer time, prayer time, or something like that. We're also working on a phone application that you get the phone app so that your cell phone will remind you five times a day to pray. So if you sign up for that, we want to put you in that. And it's free. There's no cost involved. But uh, we, we would like to create a prayer network in this country. We're also going to stick a prayer wall in there like you got here at the church. And just think, if you had people all over the country where you could stick a prayer request in there and they'd be praying for it. The world has got to improve if God is hearing our prayers. And I believe He is. And that's why I'm excited. Everybody just one more time say with me, five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. Oh, oh, oh. Hallelujah. Because I believe in it, therefore, I'm, I want to ask you to commit to it. I'd like to ask you to commit to it this morning. Now, please, I realize this is not a salvation issue. I don't think there's going to be some angel at the gate of heaven that's going to want to know how much time you put in on prayer necessarily, you know. Did you pray five minutes a day? No. Well, depart from me. No. Your, your salvation does not depend on this. But I tell you what, I believe it will. It will improve your situation. And it will help our world, our families. I, really I, I told somebody after the first session this morning, uh, we did this at a church last year, and a lady came up to me the next day and said, guess what happened last night? I said, what? She said, well, we had a fight in our family. I said, the kids got in a fight. I said, our youngest came in the room and said, I think we need a sweet minute of prayer. <laughs> she said, we had it, and the fight got resolved. This will help your family. This will bless your family, and it will bless the world, I believe. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. So I'd like you to ask God to help you do this. Now, please, don't be intimidated to make a commitment to do this because you're not going to bat a 1,000. And don't worry about batting a 1,000. There'll be times you'll forget it. A while back, I was mowing the grass. And uh, as I was mowing the grass, uh, I came in the house and the prayer alarm was going off and I realized I'd missed it. So I just turned it off and stood there and prayed for a minute and then went back out and finished mowing the grass. And you don't just have to do it when your alarm goes off. You can do it any time. Actually, this got started with me a while back when I, I started after lunch one day. I've got this afternoon that I call my atheistic afternoon. 
And the reason I call it my atheistic afternoon is on this particular afternoon, I started right after lunch working on something. And I couldn't get it done. I worked all afternoon until about 4 o'clock. And at 4 o'clock, I was no further along than I had been right after lunch. And I was kind of fussing and fretting and fuming about that. And I, I just was sitting at my desk all mad. And all of a sudden, it, it hit me that I had not asked God to help me one single time all afternoon. And I scooted back from my desk and I said, oh God, I'm no better than an atheist. <laughs> because you know, an atheist says there's no God. But I said, for all practical purposes, I've been working all afternoon like there wasn't one. Not one time I've asked you to help me. Not one time have I consulted you. Not one time have I looked to see what you think about this project. And I said, I'm sorry. And I said, I'm going to what? I, I turned the lamp off on my desk and I said, I'm going to sit here for one minute. I had a big old clock across the room with a big sweeping hand on it. And I sat there and watched that thing move around for one slow minute. Then when the minute was over, I turned the light back on and I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I do not want to go on without your help. Now look, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I was done in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, now listen to me. This will save you time. <laughs> this has the power to streamline your, life, streamline your life. You can either do it by yourself or you can ask for help. And I found that asking for help, things get done better. The latest thing that happened to me with this was a fan belt. I got this lawnmower. It's got a fan belt about that big on it. And the thing tore up, broke, and I had to get a new one. And I had that mower jacked up, and I was laying underneath it looking, and I thought, how on earth does that belt go around all them pulleys? I couldn't figure it out. And I was laying there, and then I thought, well, why don't you ask? Do you suppose maybe God understands fan belts? <laughs> How many people believe God understands fan belts? <laughs> well, he does. I mean, he, he created the universe. Surely he understands a fan belt. And, and I know, look, I know he's got bigger things to do. I know that. And I told him that. I said, Lord, I know you got to run the whole universe. you got bigger things to do. But I'm also sure you understand this fan belt. So I said, could you help me? And you know what? I looked up there and I saw this pulley and I thought, you loosen that thing, you take that and move it and it'll move it. I had that fan belt in. Now, God doesn't always have to do that, but he does. I testify that he does. I know doctors who have discovered procedures this way. I know dentists who have figured out neat little ways to pull teeth this way. <laughs> I know people in all walks of life who have found that life works better in just Five minutes a day. How do you say that to your hands? Five minutes a day. All right. Well done. All right. Good. Good. So here we go. If you would commit to this, uh, I'm going to ask you in a moment to stand up, to ask God to help you do this. Now, you can join the group if you want to. If you want to join the group, just sign a card before you leave this morning. Uh, put your address on there, and as soon as the website's up, we'll let you know and get you in that link. But you don't have to. But if you, you would like to ask God to help you try to start doing this, and just try and see what happens, I'm going to ask you to commit to it by standing up. So stand up right now if you'll commit to this. Oh, uh, thank you. Now, I know it's hard not to stand when everybody else is. <laughs> and I would imagine some people are just standing up saying, oh, I just need to get a little back relief. 
But look, if you mean it, if you mean it, great. And please don't be intimidated if you are standing and uncertain. Don't, don't worry about whether or not you bat a thousand. You just want to try this, and you're going to ask God to help you. So uh, let's, let's try to do something formally. Put your hand over your heart like you're making a pledge or something, all right? And would you repeat this after me, okay? Uh, dear God, if you will help me, and you'll have to help me, because I'm weak, I tend to forget things, and I'll need to be reminded. But if you'll help me, I really want to add five minutes a day to my prayers. One minute, five times a day, which will be five minutes a day. During that time, if you have something you want to say to me, I want to hear it. If you have something you want me to do, I want to do it. And of course, there will be times I'll need your help. And I thank you in advance that you are my helper. In Jesus' name, I make this commitment. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Be seated. Good for you. Now, uh, I want to give another invitation to close out my time with you this morning. And uh, here it is. There may be people in the room this morning. You, you do need time with God. A lot of things can happen in a minute. A lot of wonderful things can happen in a very short period of time with God. He is the God of time, and He's not limited. Don't you wonder, how long did it take these people to get baptized this morning? You know, if we'd have put the clock on them, wasn't it beautiful? I mean, uh, I, I was kind of hooked from the first one. That little old head just barely sticking out of the water. How much time does that take, though? You know, you see somebody stand there, say a few words, and they're dipped in the water and come out and yet God does many wonderful things there many wonderful things short period of time there may be people in the room this morning that need not even that minute but that piece of a minute to get over there and do the same thing and you know it you know it's you well come on I want to invite you this morning to decide I'm going to do that I'm going to do that there may be others that have never ever made even the very first decision for Christ Maybe you've, you've kind of hung around the outskirts and you've heard and you've been loved and cared for and people have told you and you've said, someday I want to do that. Well, I want to invite you to do that today, to go ahead and give your life to Christ if you've never done that. There may be others in the room this morning that if you spoke your heart, you might say, well, during that communion time, people were up there praying for people and I didn't go up, but boy, I, I just need somebody to pray for me. Uh, and there could be lots of reasons. You could have had an awful week this week. You could say, I'm just beat up. I, it's just not been a good week at all for me. And you might just be worn out. Or you might be facing a very difficult week ahead. And you might say, I just need strength. You may have blown it recently. You may be here this morning saying, I just, I just have not done so well. And I'm sorry. And I want to do better. I need some forgiveness today. Well, good news, God's giving it out. And you don't have to wait hours and hours for it. 
You can get it very quickly if you really want God's help. He'll, you call, he'll answer. You draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So here's the deal. I want to give an invitation this morning that will last one minute. One minute. If you need salvation, if you need grace, forgiveness, strength, courage, or just help, in the next minute when I start, I'm going to ask you to stand up, and we'll just ask God for it. All right? So get ready to stand up if you need His help. Starting now. 60, 59, 58. Stand if you need to. Seven. Six. Fifty-five. Fifty-four. Fifty-three. Fifty-two. Fifty-one. Fifty. Forty-nine. Forty, Stand if you need it. 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10 more. Be quick. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero. Okay, let's pray. Would everyone who's standing, would you get it in your mind what you're standing for? If uh, you need to make some decision for Christ uh, to give your life to Him, uh, you never have. If you, you need to do that baptism thing right now, would you just silently tell God, say, Lord, I know that's what I need, and I'm going I'm to do that. If you've never turned your life over to Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you just say, Right now, Jesus, uh, you are the Savior, and I want you to be my Savior, my Lord, and I'm in. And I'm willing to take whatever steps I need to move in your direction. If you've got burdens, just try your best to lay them down, believing that God cares for you. If you don't even know what it is you're standing for, just trust that God knows. And Father in heaven, we, we pray. For everybody that's standing. And oh Lord, we ask you to please open heaven's windows. And out of your storehouse, you who know what everybody needs the most. Would you just pour out the appropriate blessing in each person's life right now. And we look forward to your answer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Good for you.